This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Sounds of the week right there brought to you by our friends at Rough Tough. They set the industry standard for custom seat covers for cars, trucks, SUVs, and UTVs. Get the best fit seat covers for the make and model and year of your vehicle and do uh, so with a business that's been a Utah company since 1976. Check them out today at roughtough.com. That's roughtough.com. Let's get out to The Zone phone live from Los Angeles from what I'm imagining is probably the sunset. The sunset strip. Uh, She writes for the Deseret News. She covers the Utah Jazz. She's our friend Sarah Todd. What's up, Sarah? Yeah, from from, live from Los Angeles, from inside of a hotel room next to the arena. (laughs) See, Sarah, you're way hipper than Gordon and me, so I was just picturing like you're you're doing something like somebody cool would do. Hey, Sarah, why why aren't you out at Manhattan Beach or something, you know? Yeah, if you guys think that I'm cool and hip, then you truly don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know how unhip Gordon and I are, yeah. though, is the thing. You know, <laughs> the that's, bar is that's very really low. where it's at. <laughs> hey, uh, you just had a, a report come out. We passed it along to our listeners, but let's talk about it a little bit. Mike Conley is with the team. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, as far as reporting state goes, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. He could be traveling with the team just because the injury is easily rehabbed on the road. He could be traveling with the team in anticipation that he might be able to go in games three to four. There's not a whole lot that we know behind that. But it is, it's a better sign than him staying home. I'll say that much. So, Sarah, do you think that uh, – is there any logic in the Jazz – sort of feeling this out a little bit and seeing uh, how they do in this next game. And if they need him, they'll use him and not not use him if they don't because they've already beaten this team twice without his services. I don't think that once you're in the second round that you can really play around with stuff yeah. like that. I mean, yeah. this, this Clippers team was down 2-0 to the Mavericks. They came back and beat them in seven games. Kawhi Leonard is, you know, he's a two-time finals MVP. There's no reason to mess around and try to – use gamesmanship with a guy like Mike Conley. I think if Mike's ready to go, that they're going to play him. Give us your take on these first couple of games, Sarah. I guess, you know, what a couple of things that are really standing out to you about how this series is going. Well, first off, you know, the emergence of Donovan Mitchell. uh, I mean, I don't think that really you can make the argument anymore that this kid is not a superstar. He's just Unbelievable. We've seen two games from him where, if we're being honest, they weren't even anywhere near his best games. The first game, he, he, you know, admitted that he did not play well in the first half. He was, you know, making really bad defensive decisions, couldn't get a shot to fall, and then he ended up scoring 32 points in the second half. In the second game, he was really up and down and had a 37-point game, but wasn't really being too much of a facilitator. Um, and he can just play better than he has in those first couple of games. That's the first thing that stands out to me is that while he looks amazing, he's one of the most impressive players that's still in these playoffs across all teams. We still can see more from him. Um, Down the roster, 
uh, I've been shocked and amazed, and I, I can't talk about it enough, about how impressive Boyan Bogdanovich's defense has been. That's not something that I expected from him, and uh, it's he's making Kawhi Leonard work so hard and completely shutting him down on certain possessions. It's just incredibly impressive. And on the Clippers' side of it, I guess I'm, I can't really figure out their rotations. I don't really know what Ty Lue is doing. It feels like he's... I mean, we're in the second round of the playoffs, and he's still, like, feeling out his rotations, and that just seems like a, a weird thing to do at this point. Um, but, you know, maybe that's just his style. Feel it out, see who's got it going that night, and then shorten it to the guys who really do have it going. I don't, I don't know if that's going to work against this Jazz team that adapts very quickly. In that last game in Game 2, they went to a zone, and that worked really well, but it, it didn't work well enough because eventually the Jazz started to move the ball. Sarah, speaking of that zone, uh, Quinn said afterward you heard him that uh, they have faced the zone in the past and that uh, it's not something they can't overcome. Uh, Do you think we're going to see a lot more of that, or do you think that was just sort of a a one-situational thing where they were desperate to get something going and so they they tried it? I don't think that it's something that you – I mean, it's not like you really want to start out a game that way. I don't – but – you know, the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. There's no reason to think that the Clippers aren't going to try that again because it did work so well. Now, especially if Mike Conley's not playing because the reason that it didn't work, that it worked so well against the Jazz was because they didn't space the ball. They weren't moving around. They weren't utilizing the screens. They weren't, you know, the ball movement was really, it just kept sticking. There was no ball movement. And that's not how you break a zone defense. If Mike was in, there would have been a lot more movement, a lot like better space. And so the Jazz know how to break it. They have the weapons that can easily break a zone defense. They just didn't do it. And so I'd, if I was the Clippers, I would do it again, do it until the Jazz can prove that they can break it down. But I also doubt that the Jazz are going to make the same mistakes twice. They're a really smart team, and when that zone comes at them, they're going to know, all right, you know, spread the floor and start moving the ball. Sarah, Ty Lue has been somewhat controversial. Uh, he's, uh, you know, going back to, to game one, not calling the timeout because uh, the, he wanted Rudy on the floor, which uh, seemed weird because the Jazz wouldn't have taken him off the floor anyway. Last night he threw uh, as many different lineups of the Jazz as he could think of. Uh, we mentioned the zone. That certainly is one that worked, but he seems to be under the microscope there in La La Land. What's your take on Coach Lou? Yeah, I think I think everyone's under the microscope there. It's not it's not just Ty Lue. and I mean he's made a lot of questionable decisions, and I think it's really hard actually to gauge him as a coach because of the situation that, he, that he's been in, not just here, but I mean previously with LeBron too. He's been in situations where he's had a top five player, and how much can you really gauge from a coach when you know those players can basically coach themselves at this point, and so. But I, some of the personnel, the rotation, the you know, clock management, that sort of stuff, it has been a little strange for me. But when you're in a situation where two years in a row, I mean, the Clippers almost lost to that, that Mavericks team in the first round. They were knocked out in the second round last year. Kawhi's got a player option. He could walk. And, you know, I think that if you can't get it done with Kawhi Leonard, the question is, can you get it done? And so I think him or anyone else is going to be on the hot seat and, if Kawhi walks away from that team, then everyone else is on the hot seat too. 
So we're going through another chapter of Rudy Gobert's basketball book here. Uh, Rudy Gobert, go, Sarah. He's very good at basketball. (laughs) 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 I I think that, you know, it feels like I'm – I just am full of praise for these guys because I just keep saying things like Donovan Mitchell, he's turned into a superstar. Look at the way that Bojan's defending. Rudy Gobert is the most dominant defender I've ever seen, but it's not hyperbole. It's really true. I'm, I've never seen someone in person impact a game the way that Rudy Gobert does. And, you know, everyone, it's really normal for everyone to raise their level during the playoffs, but it just feels like, this jazz team continues to raise their level. And like I said, with Donovan, the same can be said for Gobert and the, just the team as a collective unit. I don't even think that we've seen their best punch yet. And that's such a good sign. And it's, it's so promising. And it, it says a lot about where Rudy is in his career, where Donovan is in his career. I mean, I don't think that any of us are expecting for Rudy Gobert to, you know, start to drop off after this year. He's he's still got a lot of years left where he can be, you know, at the top of his game. I mean, he could he could end up winning one, two, three more DPO-wise. And right now he just shows no signs of slowing down, and, and the way that he controls the paint is something like I've never seen before. So in our all-positive interview, I'm trying to uh, – well, I'm going to throw <laughs> yeah. another positive question your way. So great I'm gonna, for me. You're going to tee wait, wait, that wait, right wait. up Bog- for you. Bogdanovich does have a tendency to turn the ball over, Speaking Jake, of Bogdanovich, I'm not going to go to his turnovers, <laughs> but I thought it was interesting last night. Uh, Coach Snyder's talking to the postgame, Sarah, and he goes out of his way to really talk about Bogdanovich and how well he's playing and then mentioned that he had kind of challenged Bogdanovich to hit the glass, rebound, and play uh, good, energetic defense. And I'll be darned if Bogdanovich didn't listen. And i, I got to be honest, I did not see that coming in this series. Yeah, it was funny. After after we talked to, to Quinn, we talked to Joe Ingles, and I flouted asked him, like, hey, did you think that Bogey could defend like this? And he laughed and he said, I've been joking with him and saying, well, now you got to do it for 82 games a year. You can't just do it during the play. Now that you've shown us, bad job because now you've played too well. And it's just, I mean, I think that it's shocked everyone. And, and the way that Quinn had said that that conversation with him went before the postseason started, he said, we challenged, we kind of got on him a little bit. And then Boyan was very matter of fact with us. He said, I'm ready. Don't worry. And the man is a man of his word. It's, I, I can't say enough about what he's been able to do against Kawhi. He looks like Royce O'Neal out there. That's an an impressive compliment to be, you know, lumped into the same category as someone who is considered a top-tier perimeter defender. So I realized that uh, Jordan Clarkson went, what was he, 9 of 15, 6 of 9 from 3 last night. But, uh, Sarah, isn't he kind of a ball hog? (laughs) <laughs> I'm looking. Look, I'm looking for something negative. I'm just. I mean, it's all sunshine here. I'm kidding. My 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 view of Jordan Clarkson is, you know, that's that's what you're gonna get when you have a guy like Jordan Clarkson. If you if you didn't want a guy that can grab the ball and score a bucket and is good in isolation and knows that he can get his, that's what the Jazz are asking of him. And so, if you don't like it, take it up with that front office because that's what they want him here for. Yeah, I'm joking. He seems like the kind of guy, Sarah, and you've talked to him a lot of times, but he seems like uh, such a likable person. And and 
I think that goes a ways, even at the NBA level amongst his teammates. A hundred percent. I mean, we hear all the time when, I mean, anytime that a team, there's dysfunction or disagreements in a locker room, I mean, those are big stories. There's, it was a big story when we heard that there was disagreements and tensions between Donovan and Rudy. And the, if you're able to squash that or if you fill a locker room with enough guys that, like Jordan Clarkson would say, spread good vibes, that's that's not going to hurt anyone. That's that's a that's a good problem to have. You know, I know all three of us are not hip and not cool, but we can all agree that Jordan Clarkson is <laughs> he's right. Cool. Yeah, he's he is cool. Yeah, yeah, he is. You yeah. see the shades last night? I mean, come on. And the kilt. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> There's how many men can really get away with that? One him. That's it. <laughs> you wear a kilt, Jake and Sarah. I'm kicking him out of here. Uh, oh, one thing I wanted to ask about Donovan Mitchell that he said after the game. He he was angry at himself for only uh, getting to the free throw line. Uh, for two shots, uh, what what can he do to to get there eight or nine, ten times? I mean, that's you know a function of just like he in the first half of the first game, he wasn't driving or trying to attack the pick and roll, and then again in game two, he wasn't being very aggressive until later in the game, and so just. When he splits those screens and gets into the paint, just playing through contact maybe a couple of times rather than trying to kick out. Sometimes that ends in a turnover if he gets into the paint and kind of wildly looks for a kickout pass. He's gotten a lot better of it over the last couple of years. But just playing with more intention and reading the defense and just being aggressive. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing that this Clippers team can throw at him that would truly slow him down and – they they don't want him to gain confidence, and so there's going to be at least a couple of times where if he drives really aggressively to the basket, they're they're going to be willing to just have a take foul just so that he doesn't get to the rim, and that's that's good for everyone. That's good for breaking down the defense. That's good for getting fouls on guys on the Clippers. That's good for getting to the line, seeing the bucket like the ball go in a couple of times. But that's a just a win-win situation. Sarah, as you know, the uh, you know game three is a notoriously difficult game for the road team to win. You know the whole gentleman sweep thing, even when the the uh, underdog is severely overmatched. And with that in mind, what do you give the Jazz chances of of winning game three? I think the chances are good. I mean, they're the pressure is really on the Clippers right now because they're down two zero. But you know the the Jazz did what they were supposed to do and protected home court. But they are also coming into it knowing that you know they were able to sweep on the road in the previous series. But so are, so are the so are the Clippers. I mean, up until Game Seven, there wasn't a team in that series between the Clippers and the Mavericks that had won at home. Those were all road wins, which was really bizarre. But also, I mean, um, there's got to be a, maybe a little bit of a mental aspect of it when you're coming into Staples Center. You know, the Clippers are kind of the little brother of the Lakers and. It's, it's never really considered much of a Clippers home game, if, especially if the Lakers are still in things, and obviously they're not. But the the Jazz can use all of that as you know mental motivation. They're coming in here, whatever. It's the Staples Center. The Clippers don't really own these fans. We can come in and steal one. They can. I mean, you use whatever you can for motivation. But I mean, the Jazz are a good team, with or without Mike Conley. We've seen it. They can beat this Clippers team. There's no reason why they can't steal one in L.A. If you were a betting person, 
Sarah, wh- what would you? What kind of odds would you uh, like uh, as far as Paul? The, uh, Paul, the chances of Paul George and Joe Ingles getting in a fist fight in this series? <laughs> I don't think that either. If I'm being totally honest, I don't think that either of them would actually go that far. I, I'm very, very low odds on that one. You, you, that would be the. the high-risk, high-reward bet. It is it is intense, though, Sarah. It seems like what's going on out there. It's intense, but I mean, I feel I would probably say the same thing about 99% of the guys in the NBA. They might yell at each other and, like, get up in each other's faces, but, like, no one's throwing a punch. I, I, don't, I don't think any of these guys are actually punch throwers. I, I was kidding a little bit on that, but, but man, <laughs> I was really keying in on certain – instances in last night's game and Paul George he's pretty crafty with the elbows the shoulder the bumping the reaching the grabbing the whole thing and I thought that was funny when Joe kind of mocked him on that uh, one occasion when uh, yeah I thought was, it was yeah. I thought it was funny too because Joe does that stuff all the time <laughs> you know Joe's the guy that comes across you know half court with the ball in his hands and runs into a defender and flops back and he tries to pull that stuff all the time so you know, game-recognized game, I guess. Well, Sarah, thank you for jumping on the show. As always, uh, enjoy the game tomorrow night, and we'll uh, keep an eye out at uh, DesertNews.com for the work. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk to you soon. Appreciate you, Sarah. Thank you. Sarah Todd, our friend, covers jazz for the Deseret News. You know, she she said she was being positive about it, but uh, I don't see a whole lot of negative. Well, they had the best record in the league, and they're up 2-0 in the second round, so there's not a whole lot oh, really yeah. to gripe about. I mean, I know you, you really try to latch hold to those Bogdanovich turnovers. But oh, I was kidding. I How many did they have last night? I didn't even notice. You had uh, two? Mm-hmm. Classic two. Bogdanovich. Two too many. Come on, get rid of the turnover. I mean, Paul, I mean uh, Chris Paul didn't have any turnovers in that last game for the Suns. Donovan harped on his own turnovers in the postgame, and he had, uh, what, two not-so-great ones in the fourth quarter? That's that's one of the things I love about Donovan, and I wrote about this. And it, it, after two wins in this series, he's quite he's quite, quite tuned in to his own mistakes and the need for him to get better and to make better decisions and to do things better, even when he's going for 45 and 37. Uh, maybe that's why he has gotten better, because he doesn't settle. He just keeps working. We'll have more big show coming up. We've got the Not Sports Report at 450. Ben Anderson of KSL Sports will join us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280. Zone. I want to remind you to come to Vivint Arena for the Game 3 watch party tomorrow. Admission is free and doors open at 5.30, tip off at 6.30. Watch the game with Jazz Nation. Enjoy concessions and get your playoff gear from the team store. RSVP now at utahjazz.com and you'll get 10% off at the team store and be entered to win prizes during the game. Have you noticed what a good dancer Austin is? 
Yeah, I've seen him uh, in action. Uh, have you really? Uh, uh, on the dance floor? Well, so have you. We went and saw his play. He was in a musical. Oh, yeah. I mean, on. I was talking about <laughs> he wasn't making those moves that he was doing. What moves was he making? You didn't see it? No, I saw that. But, I mean, how was that so different than what we saw in, in his production of Guys and Dolls? He didn't dance like that in Guys and Dolls. He danced well. Well, yeah, but he wasn't doing, you know, the more the hip stuff like that. My hips don't lie, Gordon. <laughs> you are a good dancer, though. I'm right? not, but I like dancing. Yeah. Really? Are you being modest? No, I really, I really struggle with... Like, I worked really hard on what you saw in the musical, and I still think I was way short of what I should have been. Oh, but. I don't think so. Did you think so? See? Uh, no, Austin was great. But, uh, but yeah, I, I do get a little in my head when I'm out there, like, improv dancing like I was just yeah. doing. But if you guys, I don't, I don't care what you think of me. So. <laughs> I thought, well, you impressed me. <laughs> Gordon, oh, not a dancer. I know that. I've seen Gordon dance. <laughs> when? He does the, the drunk cobra or whatever, and... Yeah, that was. I've been to concerts with Gordon, and he's sit there grumpy with his arms crossed. That's not guy. true. I stand up and sort of tap my feet. I'm not. I'm not animated concert guy. No, I'm not that. But like Hans said, he was sitting behind me for a concert once. He said I didn't get up a single. That's not true. I got up to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't know to get something to eat. <laughs> but no, I. I uh, yeah. I mm-hmm. like. I like concerts. I like. The vibe. I just don't. I'm not real expressive. I remember when I went to uh, when I went to my senior prom. I wanted to go with somebody else, but that person had already been asked, and the the the, the girl that I took, the guy who asked the girl I wanted to take, uh, wanted to take the girl that I ended up taking. I don't know how this happened, but it was a huge sort of mix-up. So yeah, I went. I went to senior prom, and you know, it, it was a tux, you know, and she was dressed up, and I, we're out there dancing. And you know what she said to me? She said, "Could you dance normal?" How are you dancing? I don't. Apparently, not normal. What does that have to do with her I, wanting to be there with somebody normal. else? Well, it was just ironic that I wanted to take the girl that the guy she wanted to ask her, and we were crossed wires. So nothing. What do you mean nothing? So that didn't have anything to do with the actual point of the story. No, but it was it involved the woman who told me, why don't you dance normal? But the fact that she didn't want to be there with you really isn't relevant. <laughs> well, she's lucky I asked her, <laughs> wow. because the other guy didn't. I seem to remember you coming back from a concert one time complaining about how everybody stood up and you uh-huh. wanted to sit in the seat and oh, everybody stands up during the show and just trying to sit there and watch it. Well, it depends. It depends <laughs> on the nature of the concert. No, no it doesn't. Uh, for instance, when I went to the Garth Brooks concert here, I didn't get out of my chair probably a single time. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I like Garth Brooks' music. I'm not familiar I with it. I didn't sit down once at that concert. Oh, really? And I went to it two nights in a row. But yet, you Did know. You? Yeah. So Garth Brooks, you're sitting, but yet you're standing and throwing your underwear at Kenny. <laughs> no, I never did that. I went. I told you, I didn't go to see Kenny. I went to see Old Dominion. What about all the other times you went to see Kenny in the different markets? 
I've seen Kenny maybe three times, and I think each time it was because he was playing with Old Dominion. Two of those back-to-back weekends yeah, in different yeah, states. I got, I, I got bushwhacked on that one. Uh, you're a free man. Hmm. No, I'm no, I'm not. Once my wife purchases the tickets, am I a free man? You don't have to go. You oh. don't have to go. Oh, I don't. It's just no. choosing consequences. <laughs> <laughs> Why? My wife's been to concerts without me. Well, because if she really wants you to go and you're like, well, I'm not going, then she's probably going to be sour with you and you've chosen that consequence. She's a free woman to feel how she wants yeah, to feel. Yeah, but then you would disappoint her. That's what I'm saying. she wants yeah. you to go. Yeah, so you, you don't want to do that. Unless, That's what I'm saying. Unless you absolutely have to. But there are times <laughs> well, I, that you choose disappointing especially people. Especially on that occasion because we didn't have to do it then. You way. ever been to an all-day dance recital? Where it goes for like seven hours and there's 50 little groups. And yeah, that's one where you choose to disappoint people. My oldest daughter, when she was very young and we were inexperienced as parents, we signed her up for this dance thing. And I have nothing against dancers for all those thousands of people out there who love dance here. And they want their kids in that. But we did exactly that. She was in the youngest group and they went first. But there was a finale that they were a part of, that was five hours yes. later. Yeah, yeah. You should have chosen to disappoint. Well, but, there was um, a reason that uh, that was the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> Very inconvenient. You know, that whole idea, did you like it? Oh, yeah, I loved it. Well, too bad. <laughs> no, I they, But you could have chosen to not go to back-to-back weekend concerts to see Kim. I was, didn't you think I was within my rights? I mean, really. To be reasonably and uh, to 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 uh, abstain. I mean, you missed the show to go see Kenny back-to-back weekends. I missed what? This show. Oh, I did? Yes. I got dragged into that one, fellas. <laughs> well, and then I, I ended up having to drive. How did that happen? I certainly wouldn't have driven. That, <laughs> and I certainly wouldn't have let PK off without giving some gas money. Yeah, that's another one. Ah, he's a good friend. I, I don't, no, that's I don't, a bad friend. I don't that bust is a my bad friends friend. for dollars. I mean, come on. You know. They just keep your dollars from you. Well, that's okay. One, I mean, if that's... he should have volunteered it. You shouldn't have had to twist anybody's arm. But two, I would have twisted his arm. You're like, that tank isn't going to fill itself there Free loading Frank. <laughs> you would not. 100%. PK. More like cheap K, if you there, know what I mean. There are road trip rules, man. And filling tanks is one of those Wait, rules. Yeah, but what do you do before you go on the trip? Do you get all that all written out? Oh, no. It's just understood. Yeah. That that, if you're but, but, a good did you talk about it? No. If you are a good human. <laughs> did you just call PK a bad human? I, hey, I'm just saying that if you're a good human, you offer and fill up a tank. When you're on a road trip, if you're not driving, at least one tank. And if well, you're not wrong, and if but, if you're denied, then you find another way to maybe you pick up the snacks or or whatever. Right. Yeah. Great point. You depending on where you're going, maybe groceries for dinner. Or you don't dinner. just sit in the back and go, "Are we there yet?" Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that didn't happen. I mean, see, I, I, yeah, that's it's road trip trip etiquette. Absolutely. So this is all. This is all. This is understood without being spoken. Yes. Well, apparently it's not understood. <laughs> I've been know. on a lot of road trips. But I'm not going to ask my friends for money. No. no In you... fact, the last two times I've <laughs> gone out to eat with friends. Yeah. What? I picked up the bill. 
Why? Because I just felt like, you know, I hadn't seen my friends in a long time. I felt like I should. Jim Boylan is still grateful. Well, congratulations. But I still think PK should have picked up a tank. <laughs> that is just, that's just how it works, man. Well, I've never brought it up with him, and nor do I plan. I, I had a friend uh, last year who invited me boating. You know what I did? Filled up his boat. Oh, gas. did you really? Of course. Well, that was probably a hundred bucks at least, right? It, was, it wasn't cheap, but that's what you do. Oh man, Jake, you're a good friend. Or you, you. or you say, "I'll bring the beer" or whatever you're yeah, drinking. Yeah, that right. Day. You you do something to acknowledge, like you are doing something. You are going out of my, uh, your way to provide an experience for me. The least I could do is, you know, contribute. Well, PK did buy all the beer, but he drank it all too. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. No, um, no one believes that, uh, except unless you heard happy hour today. It's true. I did hear it. In fact, I called Scotty and said, "This is pretty funny." That's. I don't care how cheap. Or easy, or sophomoric. That 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 uh, that segment is. It's funny. Wow! It is really funny. What a compliment! Yeah. Who, why who, why who, the insults? I'm just kidding. Come on, that's, that's what we do around here. I'm kidding. I called Scotty and I said that made me laugh out loud. Did you hear it? Can we play was, that? Can uh, we play no, that? No, because I don't want to hurt feelings. I'm a I'm a bridge builder, and that shows a bridge burner. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, come on, DJ and PK <laughs> would laugh at that. I don't know. You don't? Think I don't so? care, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we should play that for our listeners. Now that we've talked about it, we should play that for them. What were we doing this segment? Hmm. Uh, we're talking. About I, my I will never game, dance again. I'll tell you that. I thought it was very well done. That was really a productive segment, wasn't it? Can we do that? Can we? What do we got in the five o'clock? Ben Anderson's going to do oh. this. <laughs> what? I hope he wasn't listening. No, to that. I like Ben. I'm just trying to think of a. Is there a time when we could play Ben that Anderson's going to? <laughs> no, I meant ah, uh, that won't work. You know, it was kind of like Bill Walton's. Uh oh. <sighs> By the way, uh, my uh, my friend who who I went boating with uh, last summer, he says he texts me on my phone. He says, and the people that do that get to get invited to go boating again. Yes, yeah, it all works out. Uh, shout out to Drew. I'm glad you're listening. Yeah, but I'm not going to bust my friends for money. I mean, I, I just how do you, how no, do you, how do you, you should just cut those friends loose and get better friends. No, because a great friend. And Jackie's even better. She's such a wonderful person, you know. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. Well, oh, the we... Not Sports Report's coming up next. Ninety-seven-five <laughs> <laughs> and twelve eighty. The zone. And now your Not Sports Report on 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
Big Show. Time for the Not Sports Sport. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Check them out online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to, uh, where is this place? New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> You made it sound like it was some, I was expecting, I don't know why, some <laughs> Kazakhstan. Like, like third world country yeah. or something like that. And like, let's see, what, where, uh, new, new something, New Jersey. <laughs> where is this? It says is here, uh, Clearfield. Okay, so let me tell you what's happening in a school district in Joyzee. The district is removing all names of all holidays off the school calendar. What are Why? they calling them? Yeah. Well, for instance, Columbus Day has been re- was renamed Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh, what else? Uh, but now, apparently, the Board of Education has decided to strip all the holiday names like Thanksgiving. Gone. It will be called Day Off. Day Off. All holidays. Christmas, days off. Uh, Hanukkah, perhaps day off. Or uh, how do you say this? Is it Rosh Hashanah? Is that how you say that? Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah? Oh, I don't know. Yom Kippur. Uh, all of it stripped off of the calendar. The uh, What's the point The board of this? member said, if we don't have anything on the calendar... We don't have to have anyone be, have hurt feelings or anything like that. Because Thanksgiving creates a lot of hurt feelings. I know. <laughs> just those, just hearing those words. Oh, I mean, there you be like, great. Like Thanksgiving, the event might create hurt feelings. It depends on the family. But the, the but name, seeing that little square with the compound word Thanksgiving. Yeah, and with if the, that hurts your feelings. Yeah. Buckle uh, up, Buttercup. This yeah. world's gonna break you. And this, heaven, heaven forbid, New Year's. My goodness. <laughs> another, My goodness. Another board member said. It's offensive to the old year. Quote, I don't think really it is the board's responsibility to be naming these holidays. Either take them off or just adopt whatever the federal and state governments are doing. Uh, yeah, apparently there's been an uproar there uh, about. You know this this stuff going. On. P- people were upset about Columbus Day initially, about changing the name of Columbus Day. They didn't like that, and so what did the board do? It turned around and said, "All right, you're mad about that. We're taking all the names out. Days off, day off. <laughs> that's that's the name of all the holidays from here on out. So." I, I get it that sometimes it's difficult for governments of various sizes to solve complex problems because, mm-hmm. after all, they are complex problems. But I think holiday names is something that we can manage. No? Valentine's Day, day off. Uh, that's probably not a day off. I don't know if they get a day off for that. I mean, I, I wonder I, if that applies to And Martin that hurts Luther my King's feelings day. that you don't get the day off. See, I, I think things like President's Day, I don't think that should be all that controversial. There were presidents. It's a day to remember them and day, talk about day them. Day off. Memorial <laughs> Day seems like a pretty good thing. It shouldn't be too controversial, right? Labor Day? Day off. Similar. How dare you memorialize our veterans and service members? Veterans Day. 
It seems like a like a pretty uh, uncontroversial holiday. Day off. Well, you know, New Jersey. I'll tell you. Look, I want all people to be treated with respect. I mean, and I, I'm really into that whole equality thing. I know it's shocking. But something like this, doesn't that just seem like it's a step too far? Yes. It's a little Karen-ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Too well. much time on people's hands out there in New Jersey. So if you eat, have they solved all the other issues? What so if, now they're no, but they on this got one? that one taken so care of. Let me ask you this. All right, all right. If you eat turkey on Thanksgiving, what do you eat on November Day off? White bread and water. <laughs> Your prepackaged lunch from the government. Yes. You can have some saltines and some tap water. That's it. I don't want to see bottled water either. We're not hurting zero any- waste lunch. No, we're not hurting anybody's feelings here. It may be Ritz crackers if you want to if you want to take a, a leap from the saltines, but nothing further. That's it. You know, I don't know if they have a year round school there, or but uh, does is July Fourth day off? It's gonna have to be. Yeah. Wow. How about this? How about no days off? Then our children will be much further ahead than they are. <laughs> Wait, yeah, uh, a lot of parents might like that. I can't wait for July day off <laughs> to to not to not see fireworks. <laughs> no Thanksgiving. That's remarkable. Right. What are those fireworks for? Day off. That's for day off. The grand celebration of day off. Well, you didn't do it for day off in November. A different Government day, says I can't. Different day off. You know, don't know what to tell you. Mm. This is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Day off March, not my favorite. These are the people educating our next wave of people. You know, what would would happen if you took the the first letter of the month that the day was off and you, you know, like for March, it would be M off for February. Nope, nope. Stop, stop. We're done. All right. Coming up next, Ben Anderson from KSL Sports. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.